Loud and Proud Champions brought to you by Defy Sports Apparel and RD Credit Union. Oh man, episode 168. We now know the final four and Matic and the Mokdas provide the drama. But first, Oasis. As you can tell from my, my throat and my voice, um, I was involved today in the the, the Cullen um, Mocktis game, but only on only only on in viewing capacities. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that that epic game in a few minutes. I'll just, I suppose I've said over the weekend that the draws are going to be Wednesday night. They now pulled the the draws for the semi finals to Monday night, tomorrow night, or whenever you listen to it, uh, Monday night. After the county board meeting, the first the first month of every month is the county board meeting. October being the new month, great month to sign up on loud and proud patreon dot com. Full value, you get the whole month uh, of October, the pure business end of the time is uh, time of the year, and then you get the full you get the full look back at the whole catalogue that that's been the previews, all the games, all the previous red start. That's all up there. But the junior draw will still be on Wednesday because John Mitchell's and Cahill and Gales, that game was postponed and that, be re- that has been refixed for Wednesday night. So they're going to do the junior draws after that game. But uh, before we get into it, I suppose we now know the four, the four and a half set, well, the four semi finalists in the intermediate and senior. Um, start with senior, we have a repeat of last year's four. Uh, we're rolling back 2020 again with the Blues, Jocks, Mocks and RD in the semi-finals. Um, in intermediate, Hunterstown are there for the first time since 2016. The Feckins are there again. They were there last season and got numerous seasons in the past as well. Kilkerley are back again, third season in a row. And Cooley Kickhams are there for, I think it's a long time since they were in the semi-final. I don't think they've reached the semi-final since they went down. Um, I stand correct on that, but I do, don't think so. Um, and then Glide are in the junior semi-final for again. They're four or five years in a row now, having gone to a couple of finals beforehand. The Glen Emmets are back. They're bent back to the semi-final in the Piercy. They got things underway with the first win of the weekend on Friday night. And the John Mitchells, like I say, have still to play at Cullen Gales. So who's gone? We have Lanier gone, the Knicks are gone, the Bannon are gone in junior. The Kevins, the Plunkets, the Sean O'Mahony's and the Ireland are gone from the intermediate grade. And then senior, we say goodbye to Matic Rangers, the Brides, the Joes and the Dreadnoughts. So, um, like you have some, some whopping and really good teams gone out of it. Like it's just really getting like... the. The, the quality is rising I, I would say that in terms of match winners now some, some opposition teams maybe not um, I suppose to reflect on the weekend as a whole you'd probably say that the Mocktus game kind of saved the kind of saved the programme of games because I'm just focusing mainly on the Saturday uh, I suppose you're willing the Kevins to, to come at Hunterstown and give them a good game and maybe a shock. That never materialised because Hunterstown were so good. They were really, really good. They were really on it. They tackled. They, they just didn't give the Kevins a minute. They couldn't get scoring and Hunterstown just kept piling on the pressure, kept tapping over scores and working so hard. Ryan Burns was in an inspired form and he just set up the brother Dean as well with like 
savage moment of he just gets the ball deep and he points it to, to Dean where he wants him to run Dean runs in there gets the ball and he has, still has a bit of work to do but he does it uh, and then the Feckins and the Plunkets that was all it always looked like the Feckins were going to win uh, the Plunkets did get it back to three points and Colin O'Neill gets a black card and you think oh right here we go but it just never materialised Feckins always had kept him at arm's length Owen Duffy missed a couple of goal chances Missed one in the early on in the game and then uh, forced Luke Haggins to, to pull off a good save as well. Then Kilkerley, their performance just... They, like obviously, they, they, they topped their group as well. But their performance came out of nowhere. But uh, that game was more or less marred by just a stop-start nature. Uh, I think they were saying it was 50-odd 50, 50 frees, maybe f- like a, a free a minute, the way they were talking just never kind of ignited in terms of, of uh, a good open game of football could clearly full value for it really turned it up a notch s- since the group stages um, probably needed the Mahonies to focus the minds Division 1 side like that bring it and uh, could clearly are now in, in it as well and Cooley <coughs> they turn up the books beating the Irelanders Irelanders were probably slight favourites going into that having topped their group Cooley the only team that are in the semi-finals that um, haven't topped their group um, the Irelanders just the Irelanders look good. Look like game over when they, when they get that call for against the goal, um, but they'll be like they'll be ruining that that kind of another season where they were, they were seen as dark horse by a lot of teams. Were well organised, well put together. They um, they've added forward options this season, but it just never materialised for them. Um, on the day, they just they, <coughs> they looked like getting goals, but it just didn't happen for them. And Cooley just kept at it. Keen Connor just killed them with freeze. Um, Brian White as well um, and Michael Rafferty they just they just had that kind of quality probably a lot more like natural footballers in that Cooley side and they just came to fruition on the day um, the man is just a dogging and they stayed in it with Kilkerley but Kilkerley he showed a bit of class Kieran McLean came back into the side and he was exceptional marking um, Stephen Kilcoyne Kilcoyne still probably got the point of the game as well but uh, Danny McKeown came up Trump's tight McEnany again it was just uh, it was it was it was just stop start very slow slow game really and then the Feckins just chinky was brilliant rolling Holcroft ten points just exceptional uh, exceptional play just kept Plunkett's at arm's length and then Hunterstown like I mentioned at the, at the top they're just brilliant and you're willing it and maybe maybe it comes down to the intermediate grade teams are not like fully there fully formed yes like, like there's a lot more development to come in the Kevins the Plunkets are, are going to add players next season as well to a very very strong spine like they're very hard to beat the Plunkets like people would say oh the Feckins should have should have won by more they should be winning by more than that but the Plunkets make it really hard they're physical they're strong and then even though without Keane Brady as well who has uh, suffered a concussion during the week and then like um, the Mahonies as well they're adding fresh players as well they've a lot of the old crew kind of still there still, they're still relying on them as well to a certain extent and the Irelanders as well they're the same they're still relying on the majority of that, those players that won them that Leinster Junior Championship as well but they'll come again and it, it, it just maybe because of that they just, there wasn't that much of a battle in it and then you look to the to the senior and the Joes were just um put to the sword by the jocks um, another another shutout in the uh, first 40 minutes of the game until the Joes finally get their get their score and boots on and they were 10-0 down at half time 
Jocks looks just so impressive. They're, they're the team to beat. Um, I'd say the Blues are coming right. And the Mockers are obviously going to be outsiders um, in that, but that'll suit them right down the ground. And Ardy, Ardy, I don't know. There, there's, there's something, there's something awry um, with Ardy because you're looking at their form in the league it was exceptional. They were banging. They were getting on average twenty points. Just didn't seem to click today. But then, similar to the Blues against the Joes, he just got the goals at the right time. Carl Gillespie gets two. He sets up um, Luke Matthews for his. They got three in the first half. Kieran Dean gets a goal to make uh, gives the bride settles the brides gives him loads of confidence. They were, they were frustrating Ardy at times getting men behind the ball and working really well and um, stopping Ardy's forward play getting going. <coughs> and um, they countered well. They had Paddy Riley in the middle of the field. It was a really good game, really good battle. The brides fully bleeding themselves. The Laverty kicked a wonderful score, just a whipper, just an exceptional point. Um, he might feature in the Red Stars again on Tuesday, uh, and in the second half, it probably needed two. Um, probably needed two Ryan Rooney goals. He came off the bench and finished his goals really well, and probably needed that to see the game off and kill the Brides off because they're very plucky. They got down to three points. Emma Kirk was lively with, with from place balls, and then I, I suppose yeah, I would would be involved in Matok tonight. Your um, you're kind of getting yourself right for that game and you're listening then to the... I was listening in on the Blues Dreadnoughts game on LMFM and you're keeping in touch in that in that, in that way. And Colm obviously still paints a good picture. Um, I, I, I probably will... I will watch all those games back. Might maybe do something on that with, with the free weekend next weekend. There might be a little bit of um, draw reaction and um, looking deeper into these games that were on uh, Lou TV. And going through them in the second, maybe with someone else with me. But then the Blues went two six to five up at half time. Robert Carr and John Camo, the all reliables, getting the vital goals. Um, after the dreadnought started quite brightly, they came back into it. They fought back into it, literally a fight. There was, there was a bit of handbags under the stands. Colum Judge was, was sent off. He'll miss the semi final, so there'll be repercussions there when we talk about the previews on tours of the week. But the Blues just showed, showed a little bit more of an edge. They looked really good. And Ross Nally is, like, speaking speaking of players getting right, Ross Nally looks to be coming right at the right time. Um, Paul Moore has a great score as well. <coughs> and it's just it's uh, it's just a Blues team that still know how to have that, that air of we know how to do these things, we know how to get the job done. Like they conceded the last, it was the last two points of the game. Which, but they were they were definitely good. Like and like Andy McDonald comes in as well off the bench, so they're adding to that their class as well. And the what was I going to say then? Yeah, the jocks just were outstanding. Um, four second half goals. Valetti comes in and gets two. Their their bench is building. Connor Whelan just gets a goal, like just as nonchalantly as that. He's uh, improving every game without like without. Without even be noticed at this stage, they're just they're just like a machine. Um, Sam gets a line, the final goal of the game as well, and uh, Oshin McGuinness gets a consolation goal for the Joes. Uh, <coughs> and then, like the Dreadnoughts have m- are much improved side under John O'Brien, and um, they're, they're much improved. They have added good young players. Obviously, everyone speaks about uh, Jay Hughes, but the likes of Connor Faulkner, um, Connor Clark, um, Aaron Scullion someone else I'm missing 
Uh, I can't think, but they've definitely improved. The older players still have it as well. Like Sepepi, Pop was good again. Got another point. Um, and then the Brides as well, they'll come. Like uh, they consolidated the shoulder, good team. Maybe that's the likes of Matt and the Brides putting it up to the team, to the teams that were expected to get through the dreadnoughts as well. Like they probably know how to come at teams more, so make it more of a ding dong battle. Like the Brides have won an intermediate last year. They're a tight bunch. They're a good group. Um, Andrew Smith comes back in and they go quite well. Like Sean Murray was missing, Liam Malloy was missing. It was a fair showing from the Brides to give it two stick at the RD for so long. Um, and what what uh, yeah I suppose with with looking with the brides like Kieran McCardle is going to make an impact in that group too next year. Um, the Joes younger players will, will will be like it's a devastating loss, but they will be better for it. The Dreadnoughts will be the Dreadnoughts are probably in around fourth, fifth, sixth best team in the championship. Maybe I will do a, a, a power ranking. Um. But uh, I suppose ourselves, Matter would be in that fourth, fifth, sixth range. Obviously, there's a bit of a battle there between ourselves and the Mockers for that place tonight. The game just had everything, just had absolutely everything. It was, um, it had comebacks, it had wonderful scores, it had like, county players stepping up to the mark, it had former county players putting it in, you had future county players putting it in. You had good young players, good unknown players coming to coming to fruition tonight, doing their business. Um, and it's funny, like Darver is, it's it's much maligned. Like obviously, it was a bit, it's a bit of, a, like it's it's a bit of a killer for the for the for the fans. In ter- like we're very lucky tonight that it wasn't a, a washout, and you have people on the bank, and you have people with umbrellas and elderly and OAPs that that follow diehards that follow the game. You always feel for them. But in terms of a spectacle and a match, the size of the pitch may, makes for a good game. You can't you, you can't just get sweepers. A sweeper becomes redundant very easily in that wide open spaces. And that proved to be the case now. You just more or less have to go mano mano, pushing up, driving on each other, point for point, going going at it and like we were well down. I think we were as many as eight down. Oh, were we eight? Were we nine? One down. Just, just going from memory. It was just, uh, just Decky. Just in case he just hit the light, and he got the first five points between them. First four points between them. Philly adds one as well. Um, and yeah, there was, we there were six one ahead at the water break, and then we just battled back into the game and. Made it competitive, just stayed in it. They went eight two up, eight one up, eight two up, then nine two. So seven was probably the largest gap. And then big turning point in the game. Jerry Garland gets a black card, and I think we hit in a seven seven scores in a row to go ahead by two. And um, I think it was Decky that Decky get that that levels the game. He finished with fourteen points. Um, serious performance by him. Um, in case he gets four. So that's 18 points between them out of 122. Cormac Smith gets the goal in injury time to kind of put the game to bed and just really good finish last at home. Um, the Cullen goal, <coughs> just just when we needed it to kind of get a foothold in the game um, before half time. <coughs> and it was, uh, it was a well-worked move as well, I suppose. It was... Um, 
it was it was just it was just needed because the Mockers they come at you with such a frenzy. They they just they really really work hard all across the field. The, the subs who come in just work so hard. Like they are full value. Andrew English comes in. He might even start the next day. Um, last week it was Craig Lennon. He was exceptional. He had a quiet enough game, so he goes off. Danny Kinlan puts in a shift. Jamie Farrell, um, Connor Garland was quite good as well. Um, it was a David Lennon as well. He came in too. And even Ryan Cash, he didn't. He started last week, and he didn't. He didn't. Even, I don't even even played tonight. Darren, <coughs> Darren McMahon gets a really good point as well to put them ahead, but Carl Fleming levels to make it uh, extra time. And then, like once you have extra time in that, um, it just adds to the excitement. It's, the game's on Lou TV, and it's on, under the lights in Darver, and there's no hiding. There's there's really no hiding place in in County Laird and in Championship football and wide open field in Darver under lights. Um, battling maybe again the elements as well, um, so it was uh, it was a really good it was a, just a, a titanic battle, like high scoring and just you never know what you never knew what way the game was gonna go, but they they just got just kind of found those scores a little bit easier to come by with Decky's freeze, um, in that kind of turn of the screw because Decky gets a free, Casey gets another one and McMahon puts them ahead and then in extra time. They add on another. They add on another one six in that in that extra time. Uh, JP Waters comes off the bench, gets a great point on the left hand side with his left foot into the scoreboard end. But um, then Cormac Smith gets that goal. It was a hell of a goal. Steve McCoy, he's another player from terms of squad comes in and comes in and adds to it. Um, so they're on a roll. They're on the roll. The Mockers, their box office, like I said, I think I said at the gym during the week. That I suppose every game they've, they've made, every game they go on and play is game of the championship. But no doubt tonight it was game of the championship. And I'm not just being biased there, but um, yeah, uh, one twenty-two to one sixteen was one seventeen was the final score in Darver tonight. Um, in a hell of a game, like it would have been top maybe if it went to penalties late at night, late on a Sunday night, and uh, which made this which, which kind of pushes and delays this podcast being released. But um, yeah, that's the senior roundup, and then, like I suppose, now Pearcey just did the business against the balance. The man are very plucky, and what what, what you get from that is um, if they're the full team. I don't think Sean Hapney played, and um, Bobby Butley was obviously out. They've gave a couple of younger players adding to it next year as well. Um, but the Pearcey were were good. Eamon McGauley again was was exceptional. Michael Begley comes in off the bench. Uh, Shows his, shows his promise didn't know whether he would play this season a bit of a doubt since he got injured with Loud in the 20s he comes in and like the way it's opened up now with the Knicks going so well again the Glen Lemons for so long Glen Lemons finally pulling away in the final quarter but the Knicks had goal chances Alex Riley had, uh, or Sam Riley had a chance I think he smacks the crossbar um, and it was it was a hell of a performance by the Knicks to lead 7-5 at half time kind of everyone's heads torn and in Hunterstown when uh, we were watching Glyde and Anne Lear. Glyde, like, they probably have the most talented bunch of footballers in the group, in, in it, left, in the, the final four left. Like, the likes of Connor Sheridan, Trevor Bryan, Brian Duffy, Fakra Sheridan. They've all played senior football, even uh, Kieran Sheridan as well. And they're getting fitter as they go along. Colin McCullough was added to it as well. And like they get the job done, they get the early lead. Um, Brian Duffy gets one one in the flash. It's quite kind of a scrappy goal. I still have it up on my Instagram if you get to see it. It was just a, a short free kick, and 
Duffy battles for it. He has possession. Looks like he's thrown it in, but I think it's actually tackled out of his hands um, by Callan, the goalie, and ends up in the back now. But that's a bit of a killer for Nan Lear because, like, they they should have beaten Glen Emmett last week, and now they find themselves out after playing the playing the Glide who topped their group. Obviously, did Lanier went into the game with, without uh, Colin Murphy's a massive loss, you know, just massive in terms of not, not being available because they missed so much early on to stay in touch with it. And once Glide built that lead, they managed the game very, very well compared to last year where they couldn't break down Lanier at all. Once they got that lead, they were able to and they controlled it very well. Alan Kerr, Connor Sheridan in more advanced positions. Um, were very good in possession. I'd say um, Connor got a mountain of possession. Um, Pierce Hawkins obviously was another injury. He did start, but he, he went off injured. Probably wasn't 100%. And you need all that. You need all that luck. And you need that kind of management of the bodies in, in the championship, especially when games are rolling on and rolling on. Um, but it wasn't a damn squib. It was a good game. And uh, a bit of an upset. I don't want to say shock. I know I tweeted shock, but like... Glide are well capable of um, maybe going on and winning this championship out as well. The Mitchells and Colin Gales on Wednesday, that'll be an interesting game as well. Um, the Mitchells slowly but surely starting to get get a light, but they, they'll come in slightly undercooked having played just one game again. The Knicks were, the Knicks, I think the Knicks were in touch at half time, I don't think they were ahead. But the Mitchells will come and like they'll fancy their chances as well against any of those three teams that are left. Uh, makes for a very fascinating championship. I I will probably be at that Hull and Gales game on Wednesday. They're making history the first ever quarter final after the first ever win in the back up with two wins in the group. Um so they'll yeah, that'll be on and the draw will be on after it. So they'll be ready to take on anyone. But um Stabana will build again next year, the Knicks as well they'll build and you you wonder about Lanier what way they're gonna go. Um, they probably have a couple of young players to add to it as well. Um, the likes of Darren Malone, he didn't play at all, but they had a couple of good good performances from Darren Goodman, Ian Murray. Thought the Mahers were good again today. One of the corner was taken off, um, but still a type played well. But there's there's the lads there that are around a long time, but did have one more season in them. Um, I don't know. Um, you'd like to think they would and and get out of there with with a Christie value before. Before the hands of time catches up with them, but um, yeah, that that's the lay of the land across the board. Thanks very much for signing up. Thanks very much for all your Red Star nominees. Do get them in. It was a, a thrilling weekend in the end. Um, I suppose the game saved it at the at, at the at the very very last the 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 last game. But uh, yeah, we've we've like four Mount Water and semi finals. Four like sorry. A twelve, six sorry, six semi-finals and twelve teams left um, in the championship. Left standing. Um, looking forward to previewing them. I'm going to go into those games deeper during the week. We're going to have someone else on as well. People had great feedback for Jim McEnany and his two favourite players. Um, if you haven't heard it, sign up now and listen back. Um, but yeah, so we'll be we'll be going. We'll have a free weekend next weekend. We'll, we'll do something about it. Maybe we'll do it, like I said the power rankings, and uh, yeah, it's still so much happening. Sign up patreon.com forward slash loud and proud. Great time to sign up. Um, as usual, brought to you by Defy Sports Power and RD Credit Union. That's it. That 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 is it. That's it for Maddox season. But um, I'll still keep driving on and. 
go with the podcast, keeping you updated, keeping keeping you informed, and just getting the hype going and enjoying the championship. Because, like I say, like I said to Jim, it's just great to talk football. Thanks very much for tuning in. I will talk to you Tuesday, and if not, uh, if you don't happen to sign up for four euro a month, I will chat to you next Sunday with the other another free podcast. Good luck. Bye bye. Loud and Proud Champ Pods brought to you by Defy Sports Apparel and RD Credit Union.